Foshaw, 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 boys and girls. Uh, welcome along to this episode 7 of Chapter Masters and Memoirs podcast with me, Martin. Uh, I just want to start off by saying I know last week's and as of now this week's uh, episodes, the, the sound quality might be a wee bit kind of down. That's because the, the mic I was using at the time, well, prior to this, uh, that has stopped working on me, which is great. So I'm now just waiting uh, to get a new one. In the meantime, this will have to do. Hopefully you can hear me clearly enough. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just carry on. We'll take it from here. Hope everyone's doing well. Um, this episode is going to focus around, uh, again, hobby progress. It's gonna, I'm going to go into the kind of some campaign lists that a couple of guys, myself and in the local area are running. It's a slow grow campaign, kind of Tale of War, Wargamer style. So we're starting off at 500 points. Although it is a weird one because I mean, I haven't set this up, I'm just joining it. Um, it's casual, so you can play as many times as you want. Each month there's a set mission. Um, it's starting at 500 points and it goes up by 250 points each month. A weird one, I would have thought it would have went up to 1,000 in the second month and uh, so on, that kind of thing, but anyway, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, so I'll go over that, uh, and kind of, again, uh, some lower at the end, but definitely in this episode I am going to go over uh, some previews and some leaks, especially, I know I've touched on it before, but the, the, the avatar of Kane for the, the Eldar, he looks absolutely amazing. So yeah, uh, hope you enjoy it and stay tuned, bears. Okay, so yes, to start, um, I picked up another bunch of the new Black Templars range. So I've got uh, another Hellbrecht, uh, a few Redemptors, a Gladiator, a Lancer, uh, two more Crusader squads and uh, a couple of uh, Assault Intercessor squads and then pretty much the whole fucking range of Primaris characters. We've got Tech Marines, Apothecaries, uh, we've got the Emperor's Champion, uh, Chaplains, pretty much everything. Um, so with that about, I'd say about half of it, maybe actually yeah, just less than half of that became painted. The rest is just base coated in black, and I'm starting to paint it up myself. Uh, the the painted range of it looks absolutely fantastic, and um, hopefully I'm able to kind of keep that going and emulate that kind of really good style throughout the rest of it. Fingers crossed. I'm gonna kind of implement a bit of my own kind of basin into it, just because the basin looks nice on the painted minis, but I want to tie it in with the rest of my Black Templars, so I'm going to kind of add tufts and washes more and dirty it up a bit, rather than a, like, it looks like a really nice, kind of crisp, rocky plateau with, like, really nice foliage growing, but I want to, I want to kind of dirty it up a bit and almost have it look like it's, it's almost dying kind of thing. Um, yeah, so that, that looks really good, I got that, I can't wait to get that sorted. Um, and I've been painting away at that. I managed to finish off five Assault Intercessors from the new batch. I had to do some highlighting and basing on them, and they are looking really, really nice as it is, and I have started on Chaplain Grimaldus, which was my own mini from whenever Black Templars were released. I got him base-coated, and I'm pretty much only starting to build him now. I think in between getting him done, I might kind of get a start on his wee acolytes, 
and get them done up quickly because the chaplain that I have, the other chaplain, Primaris chaplain that comes with the Indomitus box, that's painted and based. He looks fantastic and it, it's exactly the same pose as the Primaris Grimaldus. So until I get Grimaldus finished, I will be using the Primaris chaplain. He's a, he's a really good kind of replacement for him. Uh, and yeah, so that's I'm pretty happy with that. And as well as that, I've got some Cruel Boys. Uh, I got an additional... A vulture with gobsprack and I already have gobsprack fully painted but uh, for this one I will be kind of uh, converting him a wee bit I'll be taking gobsprack off this vulture and including the killer boss on foot that comes with dominion and I'll be putting that killer boss on foot on the base and kind of making an almost kind of small diorama with uh, him uh, taking out a stormcast off the the vulture and the vulture kind of uh, over him almost standing sentinel so i'm looking forward to doing that i got a marbrit trogoth i got another snatcher boss now i already have swamp boss scumdrek so i'm going to use this guy as a normal snatcher boss um and what else i got another 10 gut rippers so i'm up to 50 gut rippers now i think so all in all a really nice kind of swath of minis it gives me a really nice kind of range to choose from for my cruel boys um yeah uh so i'm i'm super psyched about that yeah it's early in the morning clearly i'm not full of all the bads and all that kind of jazz but yeah i'll i'll, I'll keep her lit next up i'm going to kind of go over the the list i'm using for the 500 point uh, slow grow campaign and we'll take it from there okay now i'm going to go on to a few lists that i'm using in the slow grow campaign locally I'm going to start off with the Black Templars. Uh, for 500 points, you do not get a lot of Marines. <laughs> but uh, So I'm using the Emperor's Champion, giving him the Paragon of Fury Warlord trait. Uh, he's an absolute boss. With that Warlord trait, his normal swings go at Strength 8. So it'll be like 5 or 6 attacks, Strength 8, um, AP minus 4, and flat 2 damage, which is absolutely fantastic. So he's wounding... Uh, pretty much all infantry on twos. I'm super psyched about that. Um, he's got the normal shenanigans against characters. Um, my thinking is, at 100 points, this guy can do a lot of work and really handle himself um, into other 500-point lists. He, he punches way above his weight. Um, and any, kind of, any characters in general, especially support characters at 500 points, he'll just completely choose straight through them. So he's a really nice uh, inclusion in a small list. Now, the way this campaign works is anything you include in your list has to be brought on in the kind of the new updated points. So everything I include in this 500 point list will have to be included as is in the new 750 point list next month. So it'll just be added to, you can't replace anything. In terms of troops, I have two squads of assault intercessors. The sergeants both have power fists and on one of them I've given him Champion of the Feast, which bumps him up to weapon skill 2+, plus, extra wound, and an extra attack. So with that power fist, especially at low points, he's going to be doing the absolute business. Uh, and finally, I have a Redemptor Dreadnought. Um, it's got the Macroplasma, it's got the Onslaught in the fist, he's got the Stormbolter, Teddy Guns, Teddy 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 Guns. Uh, I wanted to include the, the wee rocket launcher on his 
head but I couldn't justify the points because as it is it sits at exactly 500 points I didn't want to take off a power fist from the assault intercessors because it gives them kind of a better range to to target elite units and anti-tank uh, so I kept the rocket launcher off him but as is 500 point list I think it'll really do the business I'm super happy with it uh, yeah, and as well as that, I have a 500 point Tau list as well. I've got a Cadre Fireblade as the HQ, really nice. I've got two squads of Fire Warriors, so 20 Fire Warriors. There's a Markalite on the Fireblade, a Markalite on each uh, Shazui, the squad leader of the Fire Warriors. And I have a squad of Crisis Suits, which is on each Crisis Suit, there are two Plasma Rifles and a Missile Pod, so it works out at eight plasma rifle shots so eight strength eight minus four flat three damage and eight strength seven minus two flat two damage shots and um, my thinking is i'm going to drop them in because i'm using farsight i'm going to drop them in from orbit and whenever they drop in within 12 inches i will pop the three cp and they'll be hitting on threes hopefully because of marker lights they'll be re-rolling all hits, re-rolling all wounds, and they will just absolutely fuck shit up. So whatever I'm going against, they'll just annihilate it. And last but not least in the 500 point tau list, I've got four marker drones, so they'll be able to uh, pop marker lights and then move as well, which is really handy. So even if I don't need to kind of get line of sight for marker lights on my fire warriors, I know I can do it with the drones, which is handy enough. And that one CP strat to give the fire warriors an additional AP and always rapid fire means uh, 10 of them at 30, I think it's 36 inch range for the plasma rifle, the pulse rifles now, will be getting 20 shots, strength 5, AP minus 2. So again, at 500 points. They're going to be doing the absolute business. Give them the business. Yeah, so that's my two wee lists for 500 points. I'm excited to see where it goes. I've got two games lined up for this Saturday against, I think it's Tyranids and Grey Knights. So I think he's using Tyranids against my Black Templars, which is smart, because Grey Knights into Black Templars is a bad matchup for him with all the, the anti-psyker buffs I get. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really looking forward to them, and I will let you know how it goes, depending on if this comes out Saturday morning, I'll let you know how it goes in the episode after this. If this comes out Saturday evening, I will let you know in this episode. But yeah, mysterious. Mm hmm. <laughs> talk quickly about a few previews and releases by GW mainly it's going to open with the Eldar Elevator of Kano uh, yeah what a fucking beast like strength 7 T8 uh, he's got a 2 up armor a 4 up invulnerable he halves damage rounding up um, what else we've got uh, 2 attack profiles which is the norm for a big beastie uh, he's got the sweeping blow and the piercing strike. Piercing strike is strength seven. Oh no, there's times two. Yeah, strength fourteen minus five AP, D six plus two damage, and starting off with seven attacks. That is enough to easily bring down a knight. No fucking questions asked. That's immediately one shot in a knight, on average. Um, and the sweeping blow, which is strength seven minus two AP, two damage, but 
at top profile he'll get 14 attacks with this weapon i mean that's incredible uh, that alone is just i mean everything in the meta now basically points towards anti-marine uh clearly their new book which is hopefully and probably coming out very soon i think they might even power up marines and it's been kind of rumored and said to me by a number of people that the marines might even be getting a kind of permanent transhuman across the board uh so that will kind of take away a lot of these anti-marine weapons which is pretty much everything in every army across the all factions now but yeah, uh, his sweep and blow, 14 attacks, uh, 2 damage, which is incredible. I mean, when you think of the likes of Bellacor, his sweep and attack only gets 1 damage, and he is meant to have this fucking big, incredible demon sword as well. Do you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't really make sense, but anyway. Uh, on top of that, he has the battle focus trait. He's got strands of fate, so he can use kind of uh, miracle dice. Um, he's got an aura of 12 inches, which is ignore modifiers to combat attrition he's got an order of six inches which is reroll charges and he explodes on death uh bnt it into upsave is f unbelievable he he's definitely going to stick around a lot longer than he would have but he's like what 270 points so he's a lot of points but like in what you get in terms of kind of bang for your buck this guy is going to put out a lot of hurt and he's going to be able to take a lot of hurt in return so 270 points i could have seen him going up to like 350 and people people still taking him for real cool but at 270 i think you'll see him in a lot of lists uh and yeah i mean just with a, a couple of the leaks as well i know for aos they released a leak for the Ideneth deepkin which is going to be coming out i cannot wait i've actually got a game kind of in the pipeline against a friend of mine who previously played the fire slayers dick <coughs> Uh, Sean, he said he's going to use his new Soul Blight army, so I can't wait for that. Um, it's going to be his Soul Blight, which is like a, a dragon, a zombie dragon, and loads of uh, blood knights. And I'm going to be using the Elenath Deepkin. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't wait for that. It's going to be really, really cool to kind of see how fast and fluid the Deepkin, uh, uh, no pun intended, lies, pun definitely intended, uh, how good that they can be. Um, yeah, uh, there's a. a a leak about the I don't know, Deepkin, the Leviathan is going to be putting out a monstrous rampage which is going to be every attack that the, the, the Leviathan itself puts out can be round 3 which is going to cut straight through the likes of kind of uh, all out defence and all that kind of stuff because he starts on a 2 up armour so uh, him hitting and potentially hitting on 2s and um, winded on 2s or 3s with minus 3 rend and like 2 and 3 damage across the board it's going to be phenomenal I can't wait for that to happen and there's obviously more leaks to come uh, especially with the kind of Isharan or Ishiel Ish or whatever the fuck they're called the, the eels with the biovoltaic shock um, they're in my army for this game coming up against the soul blight I don't really fancy running the 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 eels with the ignore rend and that kind of stuff just because i mean that's not the kind of the way i play uh, oh yes the morsar guard is the the way i'm running them which is the biofaultic shock so they kind of they can be more fluid and more aggressive um, as opposed to just being a block of defensive things that don't sh get shifted but yeah that's that's pretty much it for that section next i'm gonna go into your favorite little spoiler section uh, and who the fuck knows, I don't even know what I'm going to talk about now, so uh, this should be some crack. Cheers, boys.
first, uh, as well as what I've said, I'm just going to quickly run over a few other kind of uh, previews, especially the likes of the Eldari coming out, that Highland uh, Banshees, they are looking phenomenal. They're one of my favorite units for the Eldari. Um, I really, really like their aesthetic and the kind of background behind them and how they're like really kind of quick counter-attack units, uh, even the especially with their Banshee mask, so that whenever they charge, uh, the enemy unit cannot fire overwatch or set to defend and they get a fight last which is really really clutch especially the way you can equip uh, an autark with the banshee mask and throw it forward as well so uh, a blanket fight last is really good with them especially with the swords going kind of plus one strength and a really good AP in that uh, they have whirling death which is add one to attack add one to wind rolls whenever they charge really really good so against marines you're wounded on threes um against kind of toughness five to toughness seven you're going to be wounded on fours which is phenomenal uh and let me see when they declare charge blah, 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 subtract one from the enemy's hit rolls whenever they charge which is absolutely amazing so they have a fight last uh plus one to wound and minus one to hit from enemy units. All in all, a really solid unit, especially if you use the new webway gates, which are deploy them, and you can set up any Eldar unit within wholly within six inches of a gate, and even within one inch of enemy models. So you can actually set up Eldar units within engagement range and fight with them. So if you set up Howland Banshees within engagement range, uh, the, them getting their buffs will do some serious serious damage so all in all there's a lot of synergy going on but not only that there's a lot of hitting power and yeah i'm really really psyched for the eldar codex coming out i don't collect eldar i have got one squad of helen banshees but that's kind of just because my partner wanted to paint them uh but <laughs> and she, she, surprisingly she did a good job but yeah um i'm super psyched for this codex coming out and yeah, now I'm just gonna kind of quickly talk a bit about lore. So uh, I kind of read recently because of the the tournament I was at for, with the Stormcast Eternals. I read a bit of a fluff piece on them, and uh, kind of everyone already knows how the Stormcast lose kind of part of themselves every time they have to get reforged. And there was a a female Stormcast. I I, I don't know if it was a. a Lord Celestant or something like that, but she kind of had to fight against the worshippers of chaos. I'm pretty sure it was a, a mortal, mortal kind of corn worshipping enemy, and whenever she kind of faced them, it ended up being that it was her son was the leader of this enemy faction, and whenever she had to come up against them, she she bested the, the her force bested the enemy corn force, but she couldn't bring herself to actually slay her son because her son was kind of just possessed and taken over he didn't sell his soul uh, he was he was forced kind of into the subjugation of worshipping corn and so all in all she was continually and continually killed uh, and each time she was brought back she had to she was tasked with kind of killing this enemy force and she knew it was her son so in the end she could never kind of strike the killing blow and eventually she was reforged so many times that when it, like this last time she was kind of forced to go against them uh, she had pretty much lost the entirety of her previous self and at that moment 
kind of her son was released from the control of chaos and actually stopped worshipping chaos and became himself again and kind of swore allegiance to Sigmar and that kind of thing but she had lost so much of herself being reforged so many times that she had no idea who he was at this stage and so she struck him down which is really kind of oh fuck it's so dark I mean you think the the kind of Stormcast Eternals are these angels of mercy and all this kind of stuff but their lore can get really dark especially the Knights Excelsior but that kind of wee bit of fluff about them I really found really interesting uh, not the kind of uh, most in-depth or kind of point for point word for word bit of fluff I've done but I hope you guys enjoyed that I found it really interesting so yeah cheers guys